Hello and welcome to Faith Builder. This morning, one of the first conscious thoughts I had, I received a text message from a young man uh, in the church that I pastor, and he was reading this morning from the book of Luke chapter 5. And the text that, that he wanted me to explain to him, uh, well, let me read it to you. Luke chapter 5 and verse 33. Then the people said to him, Why is it that John's disciples are always fasting and praying, just like the Pharisees' disciples, but yours both eat and drink? You know, Jesus, in his manner of a communication, he seemed to always know how to push their buttons, the religious people. And the scripture where the Pharisees are criticizing uh, Jesus, it happens right after a moment when the Pharisees are having thoughts about Jesus is sitting down and eating with publicans and sinners. What happened before that is Jesus calls on Levi. Levi, who is Matthew, writes for us the gospel of Matthew. It, it records the Lord's calling him to be a disciple. And so there Jesus is, before Matthew begins to follow Jesus, they throw a big uh, celebration. And so Jesus is sitting there with Matthew, and uh, who was a publican. Uh, he was part of the political system of Jerusalem of that day. And, and you see here a perfect picture of what we ourselves at times may deal with. So, so Jesus is sitting down with people that want to sit down with him. Jesus is talking to people who want to talk to Jesus. And the Pharisees are always standing on the outside looking in and critiquing and criticizing everything that Jesus does. Here they are again critiquing and criticizing what Jesus does. And so they see Jesus sitting there eating with Levi and the rest of his friends, his family, probably part of the same social class. And on the outside are the, the, the very devout and religious Jews called the Pharisees. And so they have this thought, why is Jesus eating with sinners? And so Jesus looks at them. I can almost seem like he's eating outside. He looks over there at them standing, uh, watching what he's doing. And he says, hey, hey, I, yeah, I'm talking to you. Uh, the, 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 the sick don't need a physician. And I have come to heal the sick. And the saved don't need a savior. No doubt the, the Pharisees needed Jesus just like the publicans and the sinners but the Pharisees, the religious people, did not see their need for Jesus. Everybody needed Jesus. One group of people saw their need, had a desire, wanted to sit down with Jesus. But the religious people, and when I say religious people, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about people that are hard set in the way they do things. And they reject anything that is outside of the norm of their tradition. And they stand out on the outside and criticize anything that may be just a little bit different than them. 
Jesus was different. <laughs> Jesus didn't just get out of the box. Jesus broke the box. He didn't break the word, but he stepped out of the tradition. You know, a lot of people don't realize it, but the Jews of the days of Jesus, what they believed wasn't what was in the Bible. What they believed is what the rabbis said about the Bible. The, most of the Jews today have the same approach to Scripture, rabbinic Judaism. I had an experience uh, a number of years ago. Our local synagogue was offering uh, a free class on how to, how to read and write Hebrew. And a dear brother in the church uh, heard about it, and he and I went to the class. Uh, we were uh, two of the few that weren't Jews. Most of them there were part of that synagogue, and they were there to learn along with us. No doubt we're further advanced, but it was a very basic class. We had a, the same workbook, and it's like elementary uh, kindergarten letters and how to draw it and how to say it and what each letter means. And it was very elemental. And, and I enjoyed just the whole experience of meeting new people, having new thoughts and understanding how someone else sees the world. Well, one night after, during the class, after the class, before the class, the teacher was relating to everyone about what the rabbi had taught on the previous Sabbath. And this person was relating to us that the rabbi taught on Abraham and Isaac. And the rabbi told them that the reason why Isaac did not resist the sacrifice of Abraham toward himself was because Isaac was a special needs child. And uh, I, I kind of looked around at my, my brother that was there with me and I looked at the people and everybody, you know, was like just looking at her. And I, and I said, can I ask a question? And she said, sure. I said, uh, I, I don't think the scripture even in any way relates that. Uh, and I said, have you read the story? about Abraham and Isaac. You know, this is a very basic story for a Jew to consider. And this lady who is teaching uh, Hebrew, who is a, a Jew, not a, 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 a genetic DNA Jewish woman, and she looks at me and said, well, I have to be honest, I have never read the story. And she goes one step further and says, I know we call ourselves the people of the book, but most of us have never read it. This is the day of the way most Jews are today. And that is the way the Jews were in the days of Jesus. They believe their tradition. And the tradition is truth is based upon what somebody tells you that the Bible says. And that's where these very religious, very opinionated, very critical thinking people, when they saw Jesus do and say things, they were viewing it through the spectacles of their tradition. And they, they thought Jesus was doing something wrong. But if they were just simply looking at Jesus through the scripture, they would have said, that's the Messiah. 
But because they didn't have a biblical, a truly biblical worldview, Jesus literally come and did miracle signs and wonders and taught to them the gospel of the kingdom. And they, in the end, rejected him in his life. And so here's another example. Here in this setting, Luke chapter 5, Jesus looks at them and says, Hey, I'm here to save those that are lost. I can't, you, don't think you're, you don't know that you're lost. I can't do anything with you. But these publicans and sinners, they want to hear what I've got to say. And so Jesus, much of his time, was, was, he, he wasn't inside the, the world of their tradition. He was inside the world of the actual Scripture. And you find it all over. Jesus will say, you know, thus it is written. And, and, and you will read as the apostles, after Jesus had died and resurrected, many times they will say, in retrospect, Jesus did this because the Scripture said it. They didn't see it at the moment because they were coming from this rabbinic tradition Judaism. But Jesus liberated them from the, the blinders, the veil in which the Jews of that day, uh, they, they couldn't see it. They were blinded by tradition. Jesus said, ye through your tradition have made the word of God of none effect. So these religious people are looking at Jesus and saying, you know, why aren't your disciples fasting? John the Baptist's disciples are fasting. Our disciples are fasting. And all you do is eat and drink. And, and Jesus, he, he looks at them and he says to them, he says, he said, you don't fast when it's time to celebrate. When you're with the bridegroom, you don't fast. You celebrate. And, and Jesus tell, tells them, said, so the day's going to come when my followers are going to fast and, and they're going to participate in that. But, but he understood that what was most important for his followers wasn't to fast and pray, but for them to learn the kingdom way, to, to learn a new way of living that was totally contrary to human nature and specifically Jewish tradition of that day. And Jesus told them, he said, uh, he said, you don't put new wine in old wineskins. You don't put new wine in old wineskins. He said, if you put new wine in old wineskins, it's going to be ruined. You, you, don't, you don't take a brand new cloth and rip it up to sew it on an old garment because then you end up ruining both of them. And he appeals to them and he tells them, it's not time to fast. It's time to learn the way I am teaching you to live. Don't stand on the outside looking in. Come in close and hear what I have to say. Because there's, here's the thing. No amount of prayer and fasting will accomplish what can be achieved if one's life is lived by the principles of Jesus' teaching. 
You know, I, I made the observation that many people that call themselves Christians don't actually know what Jesus taught or they live, they don't know what Jesus taught. And if they do, they, they live a life that seems to be oblivious. If a new believer begins to live for God, one of the first things I'm going to tell them they need to do, you need to read four or five times every month Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. These are principles that are contrary to our human nature they were different from the Jewish tradition. And, and, and Jesus taught us how to treat our, our parents, how to treat our neighbor, how to treat other people, how to deal with uh, offenses, how to deal with wrongs and mistakes. Jesus led them down a very fundamental, basic understanding. This is how you live a kingdom life in this New Testament that is coming. And so no amount of prayer and fasting is going to do someone any good if they're going to keep living in their tradition that allows them to do what they want to. You know, the nature of religion is, is that it discounts what the Bible says and gives an alternative view. I, I remember one time I was, uh, I was in a meeting uh, uh, there was a private school and there was a great controversy. It was sponsored by a, a denominational church who has a particular set of beliefs that is different than mine. But I, I appreciate it. I respected the people. They were doing a good job with educating children. But they were very devout in their particular uh, segment of tradition. And uh, someone came in and spoke at their sponsor's dinner. And this person had committed was was the worst kind of heretic what in the world did this person do did he did he murder his wife did he did he beat his children did he kill his dog no 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 i asked i said so so what's the problem and one of them looked at me indignantly and said well he doesn't believe in the westminster confession and i kind of blinked my eyes i was like excuse me you mean to tell me y'all are having all of this drama because someone doesn't believe in a, a document that's three or four hundred years old that has almost no bearing in scripture? I don't believe in the, I don't value outside of a historical significance that people worship it almost. I don't value the Westminster Confession. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine how that went over. It, it, yeah, I didn't get invited to any more meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's the challenge is religion is really good at creating systems and documents and creeds and processes and all this stuff that people learn, the ritual and the repetition and the routine and the box, the habit, 
the things you do if you are this and and you learn it it's it becomes a uh it becomes something people are comforted in most of them don't know that 95% of that stuff is not biblical and in many cases is is against what the bible actually teaches and so they would look at someone that is experiencing a new testament experience They'd be preaching a New Testament message and they would stand on the outside just like the Pharisees did. And they would say, oh, 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 my goodness, I can't believe they just did that. And of course, Jesus is looking at them and like, hey, guys, I'd like you to come over here. But I didn't come to argue with a bunch of hard headed, hard hearted people. And you find that Jesus reserved his most stringent rebukes toward people that considered themselves to be saved. And Jesus was saying, you're not saved. In one place, Jesus said that they were, they were whited sepulchers. They were, they were graves that were painted really pretty on the outside. But on the inside, they were just dead men's bones, which was incredibly offensive to the Jewish mind. And Jesus was like, you look good, but what's inside of you is no good. And I think that's, that's what Jesus was saying. He said, if you want to experience the new wine, you're going to have to get new structure, new wineskins. And many people, the reason why they may get new wine, God may give them something, but they have no ability to retain it because they have no structure for it to, to stay in. And it is this Jesus' teaching principles of how to live a kingdom life that you find in, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And throughout his, his ministry, teaches parables. And these parables teach the need for personal responsibility, faithfulness, dutifulness, uh, 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 attention to detail. To, 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 you read the parables of Jesus and you would know, I may not be saved by works, but I will be judged by my works. We're saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves as the gift of God. Lest any man should boast, that is without exception. No man cometh to God except the Spirit draw him. But when the Spirit draws you and brings you into a New Testament experience, if you want to grow and flow in this new wine experience, you're going to have to adopt some New Testament principles for living. 